Hi, this is Eric Feigl, host of Fitness Canter Podcast. I'll be bringing you the truth about exercise by interviewing fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, as well as fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders. Also, people who simply love to talk shop. I hope you can find something valuable in this episode. So thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Scanner Podcast. I am joined today by Mr. Bill Pache. He's been on the podcast before. Um, if you haven't listened to him, then I definitely recommend you go back and, and listen to his other podcast. We talk about training and uh, running a website in the early days of fitness, uh, or the early days of the internet, running a fitness website, actually. And uh, he has a, also a nutrition podcast out there we talk a little bit about today. So um, we're going to dive into, I think, what... Um, something super important and maybe a lot of people really haven't uh, talked specifically about is training leg training or training days. It's one of those things that you know, people talk about doing lower body days, uh, you know, quote unquote, hashtag leg day. And it's, <laughs> it's brutal training, training legs specifically are brutal. It's probably my least favorite thing to do um, is having like a, if I, if I have to have a quick upper body workout is knowing that I have to go back the next day or the day after and make sure I hit my leg. So it's, I, I'm sure people out there, if you're, if you're training yourself, you know exactly what I'm talking about, talking about. So Bill, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. I think this is a, I think your third time, man, you're starting to climb up here to be a regular. I think we're hey, going to yeah. start making yeah, thanks, this a, a regular thing. So that's, that's going to be good. Um, yeah, well, thanks. It's uh, good to be on again. Absolutely. So you know a lot about the the history of of leg training and leg development, and so give us give us a little background and tell us a little more about what you know about the whole uh, leg leg training industry part of it. Well, back you know when I first started uh, lifting, if you go way back uh, nineteen late nineteen seventies, uh, way back then, uh, if you uh, if you're not familiar the the whole bodybuilding thing, you know I wanted to be a bodybuilder, the whole Charles Atlas thing on the back of the comic book. So um, when I picked up my first issue of of, of Muscle Builder Power back then, um, a lot of what you saw was that that the whole physical development was tied into weightlifting and powerlifting back then. So the correlation, if you were read the magazines and what material was available back then. You kind of had to drew the conclusion that in order to get big and strong, and especially for leg development, that you should be focusing on weightlifting and even more so back then the influence of powerlifting in order to get, you know, full physical development for bodybuilding. Uh, oftentimes, I believe they they competed in both in the same day. So uh, back then, and, and so I thought the powerlifts were going to be the way to get there. And of course, the squat. Uh, was the main exercise period back then. There wasn't all sorts of different leg machines that you see today. And and actually today, just the opposite of what you think. I, I would would not say that uh, I'm this hardcore squat person, barbell squat person, uh, because technology and, and all the, the what's gone into some of these machines is, has been fantastic. But that was a big influence back then. And so I thought that was the ticket for me for overall development was, of course, um, the squat. 
So um, I don't know if you're familiar, Eric, back back in history, again, of the tie to the weightlifting and powerlifting where they'd actually compete in bodybuilding and weightlifting slash powerlifting in the same day. Yeah, we ta- actually had a couple podcasts with some guys that talked about the history of that, and I thought that was really interesting because it was all like a, almost like the two were, you know, if you were doing one, then duh, of course, you'd be doing the other. Yeah, exactly. So if you warp, the thing that's interesting about that in general is, is if you look what's happened over time with respect to leg development, actually, when you look at it with respect to in bodybuilding in general, even at the lowest level, all the way to the highest level of professional bodybuilding today, and even, even back then, there was huge differences when you went down to, okay, who actually has leg development? it wasn't very common to see really good leg development overall. And that includes whether it's a power lifter, weight lifter, and especially in bodybuilding. Majority of what you saw was great upper bodies. And even if you look back at Arnold Schwarzenegger, in, in reality, his legs were okay, but uh, in full development, well, n- not really. And, and, and you look today now, so let's, uh, let's warp ahead today and you actually – it's kind of gotten worse, in, in my opinion, of, of what's been going on from leg training in general. I don't think it's really come very far and uh, over time. And because of social media now, everybody's doing up. There's so many upper body selfies out there. There's millions of people that you see their upper bodies and upper bodies uh, seem to be a dime a dozen. Not very many people are giving leg shots. In fact, if you look at what's going on, even in uh, men's physique, wearing board shorts, you know, legs are completely covered up. So um, over time, it, in my opinion, it really hasn't uh, progressed overall and, and really emphasis on having a great uh, physique from the waist up um, is even more emphasized today. Well, why is that, though, you think? Is it just because of the, the simple fact of that's what majority of the people see, like going back to the board short comment, or is it because it's so freaking hard? Like, wait, Or is it just like a cross two? Is it is it because it's so damn hard to do, uh, you know, to develop the legs? We can kind of talk into like the you know, little scientific aspect of it. Of, yeah, well, of, I, of what the for fibers, sure. Of what, you know, what the fibers yep, are for, made out of and what it takes yeah, really for sure. over tax. Yeah, I, I, well, you're on, you're on your feet. I just mentioned to you on vacation, we walked over 40 miles. And uh, if, if you don't think your legs are working, go stand in a line uh, at Disney World for two hours. And from that perspective, but I, I think it's, there's, there's a bunch of things that are, that are coming into play. It's super hard. Okay. And the whole powerlifting influence is still there, actually maybe worse than it was back when I first started training with respect to the general population. What you see now is as far as rep schemes specifically, um, I think in general way too low. Uh, and, and what you see now is uh, if you look back in time when I first started powerlifting, the thick powerlifting belts we're not a norm, okay, which is a very thick, wide uh, powerlifting belts, levers and everything like that. And now if you see, watch a lot of videos, you have just people who don't even compete in powerlifting belting up with these lever belts and uh, having the bar low on their back and squatting like a powerlifter and, and using too low reps. 
And then they wonder why they're not getting their legs developed and they're, they're not developing legs to any sort of really good, you know, as far as development overall. Yeah. And when we talk about development overall, we're actually talking about seeing, um, without sounding like too big of a meathead, <laughs> uh, seeing muscle striations, right? I mean, full, um, full quad, um, head development and hamstring development, um, Correct. So, because so, yep. I think a lot of people, what you're talking about, you'll see like a lot of five by five schemes, um, and while definitely that will develop strength, there's no doubt about that. I mean, that there's a lot of research about five by five and uh, you know multiple set, multiple rep, uh, or, or lo- low rep, multiple set um, for power. That's where that's where the separation um, comes into play between what actual. And, you know, anybody who knows me knows I'm not a huge uh, advocate of bodybuilder um, style workouts for most people, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the people who are actually looking to develop um, the, the leg strength as well as actual, actually be able to see, seeing the muscle fibers. So, so like, you know, getting into hy- uh, hypertrophy training and, and really over, overdoing it to the point where you can you can see some muscle development going on and not just see power production and power output as far as like a number standpoint um, is concerned. So I think when people look back in terms of like the history of things, when people look back uh, at some Arthur Jones, like the Colorado experiments, a a great, um, a a great way to to reference this was it Casey Viator was in the Colorado experiment, right? I don't want to mess this right. up. Okay, yep. so so Casey Vitor and Arthur Jones basically locked themselves away and trained. And they, if you look at the numbers, the numbers they didn't they didn't have they didn't have multiple sets. They had like their numbers written down as uh, Vitor. I, I'm I don't have it in front of me, so you know I'll, I could post this uh, so people can look back at. But they had um, Vitor pressing, leg pressing. Let's just say, and this is not it at all. Let's just say 400 pounds for whatever it was, 32 reps. And I'm imagining that was till failure. And then their next measurement when they went back, it was, you know, let's just say 600 pounds for 45 reps. So they they saw both quad development and they also saw hard, solid, you know, power and, and strength output. So I think a lot of people get that confused. Is, is what my main point is. People get those two confused where they think that if they have, you know, a lot of muscular development, they will also be strong. But then they think, well, if I want to get strong, I got to do these five by five sets. And that's not necessarily how to do it. No, it's not at all. And, and like, like I said, from, uh, from an aspect of, of in general, two, uh, two lower reps and then the whole fact of how hard it is, you're not going to have someone, you know, so the efficiency itself, and, and for example, when I've seen people squat is really, really low. And so that forces someone to do a lot of, you by definition, okay, if you say the person's very inefficient when they're doing their leg exercise, squatting, and they're not creating much tension and really not much tension. And, and why is that? Well, let's see, they start and they've got a thick powerlifting belt on. And they've got, which, by the way, there's a new industry that, that's cropped up with is, which is uh, knee sleeves, okay? And, but they're not wraps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, they're, right, right. What? Oh my gosh! There's no such. The only person that ever wore a knee sleeve is uh, back in the day when I first started 
was an old guy that needed a knee operation, okay, that may have been in the gym. And now they are actually aids for squatting. I, I mean, they're they're basically rubber tubes, right? Yeah, right, exactly. So, so now, so now you basically got you know thick powerlifting belt. You put on the knee sleeves that are super tight and everything, and they they do you know what eight reps, you know eight reps in the in the squat. And when they go down the squat, they let gravity they drop. Yeah. So with very little control, and and let gravity, and then they get some stretch reflex, and they might. Uh, during that time, and oh, by the way, the bar is low, so they're they're hitting their hips and their lower back, you know, and they're humped over. And and by the time they hit any tension at all in the quads, it's going to be a, micro, a microsecond, it seems, be you know, through the sticking point, and they're done, and they're standing there, and the weight's being held by their skeleton when they're standing there, right? You know, so uh, it, it, when you're talking that type of efficiency, you know, and and the stress on the body other parts of the body and then you're going well what are they going to do be in there for two hours to doing squatting different movements because of their lack of efficiency when they're doing their reps squatting for example and they they just start squatting right out of the gate like that so it becomes very inefficient and, and so they're not getting that's why one of the main reasons and of course the everybody needs to squat that's there's a lot of uh, baggage with respect to that too that you have to bar if you you're not barbell squatting you're not going to be able to develop your legs and that's not true either right so 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 okay we, we talked about like the one thing that popped in my head when we talked about um, squatting and deadlifting and I don't we've you and I have never talked about it all the conversations we've had how often or what does like a hip workout or hip exercise look to you in terms of um, the importance of working your hips, like your abductors, your adductors, um, in developing your your overall like leg. Um, well, what, one thing for one thing for sure is uh, the machine that you don't see guys they have they won't go on the machine. Uh, there's uh, the, there's machines typically that, that work both very effectively if you use them right, and, and it's only thought to be a female thing. Yeah, the, that's, the, the, ad ab, the ad ab machine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's not the case at all, you know, from that perspective. So that's that's probably in, in I'm a big and we've maybe I mentioned this before, but quite the opposite. I started on barbells and dumbbells. I'm a big uh, when I can and, and I see the advantage now. And like I said, I was scoffed at even leg extensions. If you go back 35 years ago. You couldn't have. You would have had to put a gun to my head to put me on a leg extension machine back then. It was such a, a negative, uh, a negative vibe in the whole thing of lifting back then. And I'm a big advocate for for machine use. You know, still use barbells and dumbbells, but um, when they're they can be super effective from that standpoint. Uh, there's a reason why you know Arthur Jones. You know, people scoff at Arthur and everything, but but he was on to something, you know, and, and there's a revolution there uh, that occurred. So I'm a big a, a proponent of when you can use a really good machine, uh, no matter what you're training. And that goes for, for goes for legs, too. Yep. Yeah, the reason why I brought up the, the ad-ad machines, because uh, I knew you'd, I knew you'd talk about that, was is because when I hear, especially like a younger generation, um, they'll want to, you know, squat and deadlift. And then if I'm like, okay, we, you know, we can definitely do that and we can do it safely and we can do it effectively. Um, but 
if I even mention working their hips on the ad ad machine, it's like, no, you're not putting me in that thing. I'm like, look, man, you're looking at your body moving in only one direction and your hips are so freaking important in overall muscular development and just keeping like your, your lower body and upper body safe and intact. Your hips carry so much and they're so overlooked just to keep the lower body safe and to improve your squat and to improve your deadlift and you know, leg extension respectively, lunges and, and leg press and, and any, any leg exercise you can think of. If you're not working your hips, you're not isolating your hips, you're doing yourself a super, a really big injustice, I think. Um, along with yep, calf, sure. along with it's, calf raises. Oh yeah, for sure. People, in, 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 yeah, they're, they're one of the worst that, like I said, that's one of the, so worst that I see in the gym, as far as how they perform them, of course, is, is. Uh, calves is right up there at the top of the list right with legs in general as a sub subcategory of of not working them properly and and of course one of the biggest things is going way too heavy on exercises not truly getting full contraction in range of motion um, when they're doing their calf exercises with the seating calf being the the notorious for that one uh, loading it up and barely moving yeah. So I think, and I, I seen, I know a lot of people who don't even like doing calves because they basically think, well, there's no point to it. And I'm a guy who I don't have giant legs to begin with. Um, and I don't, I, I have very long, I'm a very long limbed kind of guy. So, uh, that, you know, that's a different fight in itself, but you know, to, to, so training calves for me has become like, a. I just I've liked that idea of if you're if you're tra- training your legs, then go past your knee joint because it's from a functionality standpoint, the calf muscle is just both of them are just as important in um, having a safe and healthy knee than just training your quad and your hamstring. So, um, and we can get basically we're you know we're we're being very vague with a lot of this stuff, but because we're going to get into some specifics in other podcasts. So people are wondering like, why the hell aren't they telling us what to do? <laughs> we'll, we'll, talk, <laughs> we'll talk about that in other podcasts, but it's kind of a setup leading into different things. So these things that we wanted to hit on was, you know, the exercises that are going to be important for your quad development and your hamstring development, overall leg development, why you should be working your hips and your, and your calves. Very important. And we can even get into some like ankle mobility, how important ankle flexion, dorsiflexion is too, because those things are also extremely important. Um, and you know, when you see people get into like, try to get into a deep squat and then you really analyze what's happening, it, a lot of the times because they have really poor ankle uh, mobility and flexion. Have you noticed anything like that? Have you had to deal with anything like that before? Yeah, for sure. I've, I've seen it and What's interesting is exactly what you said. No one really goes there. I, in fact, now that you mentioned it, um, you know, I had thought about it before, but you never hear that. Uh, you're probably one of the first uh, to mention it um, in, in, like I said, going on 38 years that I've been training. About <laughs> to, be ankle, on, to be frank. About ankle mobility, that kind of yep. stuff. Yeah. It, yep. It, it's super important when you think in terms of. Um, uh, of all the stress that the ankle goes under, and especially when we're trying to teach people, well, me particularly as a trainer, I'm trying to teach someone to squat. Uh, yes, I look at their back. Yes, I look at their hips. I look at their knees, whether or not they're going vagus or valgus. You know, are, are they pushing too much off their heel? They push, are they leaning too much? But 
uh, I really I pay attention to how that ankle moves uh, during exercises like the squat, how they move during exercises like the lunge, a leg press even, um, and and can they withstand um, keeping the toe pointed straight up and flexed back towards their knee during a leg extension? If they can't, then there's some things that we need to work on there, keeping that, that ankle mobile so they can... So when I say the word break, I don't mean <laughs> so so the ankle can literally snap. I need to be able to see it move in positions like the squat, move efficiently and effectively so they can get deep enough into a squat to get the, the most development out of it. So, um, you know, with that, there's going to be, you kind of work up the chain, I think, from ankles to your calf to your knee joint um, and then everything else, you know, your insertion points into your quads all the way up to your hamstrings and all those things come into play when we're talking about muscle recruitment and development. So what this pod, what this episode is, is kind of a setup to, to what, what it takes to actually develop someone's legs. Um, so everybody out there who's like cussing at us and screaming and throwing shit, like <laughs> it will get more specific, but these are kind of some questions that both of us have, um, and wanted to bounce around to each other to really kind of get the topic in the conversation started. Bill, I appreciate the time, man. Um, have a great rest hey, of your thanks, day. Eric. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Hey, everybody. It's Eric again. Thanks for listening. If you don't mind, head over to iTunes and rate this podcast. And you can find it on Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to release episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So keep a lookout. Again, thanks, and we'll talk to you later.